0: Hello, everyone. I'm Chuck Gravely. Welcome to PTP podcast. Uh, Our topic today is hiring an employee inspector. Uh, And I've got Tom Capuano from Cincinnati, Ohio with me. And uh, he's got some experience in this uh, this area. So uh, welcome, Tom. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, Glad to be here. Thanks, Chuck. So just to you know, for, for those who don't know, you started in uh, 1997 and just want to just get this down to my calculation that has you starting your business when you were 16 years old. Is that right? That's exactly right. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> I, it seems like that old. <laughs> I, oh Man. Anyway, since 97. And uh, at this point, how many employees do
1: you have, uh, like not just employee inspectors, but right across uh let's see nine inspectors we have four kind of inside admin customer service and one outside marketing person so what is that 14 14 15 yeah nice yeah i was just looking at
0: before i got on this call i looked at your website to see that nice picture with your team and your trucks and yeah pretty slick uh so yeah let's jump into it it's about hiring employee inspectors and you know, when when did you hire your first one, and how did you know? When when was that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. My first year, I did probably almost 450 home inspections, and I said, "I got to get some help in here. I can't do this anymore." <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you do when you start. So we were right out of the gate, and uh, I burned the boats and said, "I got to make this work." So, uh, I you know, it, it my intent was always to build a home inspection business. It was never for me to be. Running inspections for twenty years, doing five hundred a year, I, I knew I couldn't couldn't keep that pace up. So, I knew pretty early on I wanted to hire somebody. And pretty much, probably six or eight months in, I thought I, I got to start looking because I can't do this next spring. So we did our first inspection in January of nineteen ninety eight, and by April May, I said I I got I got to get somebody else in here. So we started looking around and and uh, just happened to. Uh, hire my first inspector who's still with us today Brian Recker after tw- oh, almost wow. tw- 24 and a half years
0: <laughs> yeah no I know Brian well I, I didn't know he was actually your first as well I know he's been with you for a long time but yeah. oh, that's cool yeah it's really cool so that worked out um, and so he he's your obviously your longest serving but you've got several people that have been with you for a long time Like, you, you,
1: yeah you know. we have been fortunate we figured it out somehow along the way I don't know whether it 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 it, uh, accidentally probably more than anything else but yeah we have a couple guys that are approaching 20 years uh then I got another group of three that are about about seven and a half eight years and then the the newbies I have three guys about coming up on three years so it's been fun yeah wow that's amazing so
0: yeah I'm gonna just you know jump into some of the, the specifics like how do you you know we when we were at uh brand conference, we had a little bit of a chat on that, and you said, "Oh, you know I've got a program and gets people out the door in like five weeks and uh you sent me a copy of that, but maybe walk me through that one uh and walk the rest of us through so what does it look like? You hire someone and how do you get them out there
1: yeah you well you, i you set expectations in the interview and and that's kind of what you're looking to do. you're kind of looking for the right kind of person who's you know uh, like we talked earlier about, just taking care of others and then being smart enough to learn the material. Uh, they need some type of aptitude and, and you, know, you just kind of look at their past experience and kind of talk to them about that. Uh, in Ohio, we're now state licensed. So we're getting a lot of candidates who have gone through the A hit who have maybe passed their state license. So they have their license already. They just need uh, to throw up a couple little audited inspections and then they can get their they're in so uh that's been fortunate you know before that we would have to you know make sure they had a passport <laughs> so they can get to Canada for the, <laughs> for the training <laughs> you know and so that it, it, the way it's today it's much it's so streamlined it's really it's really very really simple but we pretty much go through the training program during the interview process so that they understand you know these are the things you need to have done you know during these weeks and we're going to get you out and and get you going and it, it it's really just as as simple as you know from day 1 they're out they're out with the other inspectors riding with them you know they're they're mm-hmm. out there 5 days a week learning and watching understanding one yeah. point you know and then the shift slowly happens where instead of doing bedrooms and bathrooms now they're doing the roof now they're doing the attic now they're doing the foundation so we kind of start shifting from you know the the new the newbie inspector who's who you know we know he can flush a toilet and open a window now we're going to make sure and test his knowledge for the other things
0: yeah yeah and that's that's interesting to me I know this little It's going to sound a little self-serving because it is, but we do get, we get some people that have this impression that they find the employee, they're going to send them to employee training uh, with pillar to post and that we're going to send them back fully baked. Um, And, you know, and I've been trying to sort of shift it more to that. It's a collaborative effort. So you're, you're, you're taking people out before you're signing them up for training. And then there's a whole shift. Um, So, you you know, you've got them out there and that's how you get them, uh, you know, get
1: them ready for training and and so on. So any, any thoughts on that or comments? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I love how, you know, I love your training program now that pillar post has, I think it's brilliant. And I'm so glad, you know, we had COVID so you could figure this out and do it. I think this is a great way to do it. But for me, it's like, okay, if I want this guy to be ready April 1st, let's, let's run the timeline backwards. How long do I need to hire? You know, what's my interview process? What's my recruiting process? And then, okay, April 1st, let's go back six weeks from there. So we're in the middle of February. So, okay, let's go back six weeks from there because I've got, there's time that you're going to have to spend recruiting and interviewing. And and even if you make an offer to somebody, you say, listen, we're going to start, we're going to start February 15th. But in the meantime, go through this A-hit training at home. You know at night, <laughs> yeah, so when you come here, you're ready to go, so we kind of we kind of do it that way and and um it's a lot it's a it's a ton of information technical
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh and then really uh, as you're learning how to inspect now we've got to put it into this report, so there's another another challenge that they have. And oh, by the way, we're going to have a client with you. We're going to have this human you got to take care of. And oh, by the way, you're going to have a realtor there. So it's like, you got all these balls you're juggling doing this home inspection. So mm-hmm. I think the comment I hear back from people that we hire is like, wow, the home inspection and the report are just a small part of what I yes. do.
0: <laughs> yes. And, that's the basics. So, yeah.
1: that's, that's... How do you ever, how do you ever get
0: comfortable to say, now's the time that person can be out there representing me. Right? I mean, that's, I'm trying to think if I'm hiring an employee, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I do, I, I know what I do. And is this person going to do it as well as I am doing this? Is going to represent me? How do you get comfortable to sort of say, now's the time?
1: Well, you know, it's uh, it, <laughs> for all of you out there who have had children that you had to teach how to drive, it's kind of like that, you know? <laughs> I'll <laughs> do that. <laughs> you give them enough protection so they don't go off the rails too bad. But it, it, it's it you have to hire correctly, and I, we talked about you know finding somebody like you with with like values. They want to take care of others. They they really they have pride in their work. They want to be accountable to what they're doing, and, and if you get that right, they're going to want to do well. And, and you just have to make sure you have a good training system. Uh, you know, on Monday mornings, we sit down with them and say, hey, okay, this is what we expect you to be done by the, on Friday afternoon, this is, these are the things you should be able to do. And so we just, uh, do, do. sometimes we have to stretch our four to five week to maybe six to seven. Yeah, we do. But but if it gets beyond that, we hired the wrong person. But I just think you have to, you have to have faith in your system that you put together, the process of training them. And then obviously, we don't send them out there alone. We always have a, A home inspector follow up with them to kind of go on site to do the termite inspection so we have somebody there right that is like looking over who's on puts eyes on on site so it's not like it's a nobody's been there we look at the report that person could connect that report to that physical location so we kind of do it that even if they didn't get a termite we always send somebody out there to kind of do a termite or do a set the raid on right. something that'll get another set of eyes out there so right
0: so that's right. after the five weeks kind of thing like you so they're they're essentially on their own but for a period of time you're finding some excuse to get one of your experienced guys out there or or yourself or whoever yeah how,
1: how long would you do that oh 90 days okay. somebody's going to touch 75% of their inspections, there's going to be another set of eyes out there because we do raid on sets and drop off. So we can always get yeah. another person in that house. We're looking at that report. Um, the beauty of the 360 is now I can go through the house. I don't really need to be there. So I can kind of take a look at it and say, what about that? What about this? Yeah. So that's really kind of another set of eyes on site. And, and then we meet with the person after the report, You know, you know, what did they like? What did they not like? What were they comfortable with? What were they not comfortable with? Mm-hmm. And then we talk about okay, how was the interaction with the people? What the, how did that go? So it's really a lot of you know they're they're really under you know, intense I don't want to say scrutiny, but they're under intense training for that for that ninety days after we kind of get them, get them out of the initial training, and it really works out well. And then we continue that we have found you're not really a good home inspector until after about a year. It just mm-hmm. takes that long. Yeah. It just, it just with all the pieces that are moving and they get technically better, you know, every single inspection uh, we meet as a team every week. And we always have about, you know, 20 minutes of technical training. We pull up reports, random reports from everybody in the company and we, we screw everyone scrutinizes them and, you know, <laughs> yeah, and gets their reports picked apart. But that's how, how that's how guys learn. When we have complaints and callbacks, which is going to happen, we kind of talk about them as a group. So we just say, "Hey, listen, oh. could we've handled this differently?" Uh, you know, it's it just it just I don't know it if creates... it, I I think it's kind of an art and a little bit of science too. So
0: yeah, and it creates good alignment if you if, if you do that because you know you don't want to have one inspector that approaches a particular uh issue one way and someone else completely different you know that you have to sort of expect that there's going to be consistency across your team and if you bring that to the table once it's once a week you do a like a team meeting like that or
1: once a week yeah the inspectors get Mm -hmm. together once a week so it's really great and it builds camaraderie and that that they we just Mm -hmm. you know again as a business owner you have to you have to take time away from your week to, to plan that meeting you just can't you can't shoot off the hip so we've gotten better and better with that we bring in uh, we might bring in a roofer or a plumber or somebody that kind of brings some technical expertise we uh once a quarter we'll bring in real estate agents to let them talk about their perspective on how they deal with home inspections and home inspectors and what they like what they don't like and i think that and it's it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody's sort or of favorite agent it could be somebody who's maybe didn't give us a good NPS review or something like that. So, but, right. but that's, but that's good. And, and, you know, we appreciate that, but it's, it's fun to educate them and see them grow and <clears throat> get yeah. their first positive review. And you have to prepare them for that, for that first complaint. And it's, you know, it's going to be crushing yeah. to them, but they're going to be okay. We're going to, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to walk them through. We're not going to, we're going to hold their hand. It's they're going to, they're going to survive it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you could say all day long. You don't take it personally. This is the job, but they're gonna take it personally.
1: <laughs> I work
0: so hard, and you're complaining.
1: Yeah. Well, you want to if they take it personally, that's a good sign, right? Because True. then they care, and they yeah. care about the work they're doing, and they take pride in it. So, so if they if they don't care, then you, then you, that's a whole nother conversation that you that you need to have with them. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Have you ever had uh,
0: you know you get someone through that whole five weeks or whatever and you got to the end and you're like oh my goodness this is just not this is not the right person or oh
1: god has ever happened many many i mean out of the nine we have right now i have probably hired (laughs) 20 to 30 that didn't work out (laughs) okay
0: and did they what did you know right away or was it more like they worked for a year they just you know
1: the right fit or it, uh, all along the whole timeline it was like it was a lot of them were you know we get them through training i mean i've spent i you could probably look up the records i don't know how many guys have sent up to toronto and spent all that money up there but but it, it, i mean they come back and it's like all of a sudden i notice a guy's not getting in the attic like why don't you get in the attic well i, I don't want it's like okay no you, we get in the attic who <laughs> or, I, I don't i don't like getting on roofs what You 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 were you've been through training. You've been on roofs. Now you don't like getting on roofs. Um, Or they're really good people. They handle the people very very well. But technically, they know nothing. Even after they've been through the training, it just didn't stick with them. Uh, It just it just they it it did not. They read it. They went through it, and it's gone. It's like I don't know. And it's I think. You learn after every one of those hires didn't work out. One, it costs you a lot of money. Two, time. Three, hopefully, we didn't screw our reputation up too bad out there in a the marketplace. But those are right. things you have to think about. And I think it just, yeah, we've been fortunate with the group we have right now. So,
0: yeah. And, you know, we were talking about how years ago it was all about technical. And to a certain extent, it's easier. train technical i mean you were saying sometimes people don't get it to a certain extent it's easier because it's a sort of a defined knowledge there's we can do this uh but it's not like it was uh 20 years ago where all you had to know was technical and you're good to go it's a different world today like how, how do you how do you prepare someone for that like how do you prepare someone to handle a customer or deal with a difficult situation in the field or like how how do you prepare them for that or is there
1: well i they have to have that they have to have that already i mean i can't teach somebody Mm -hmm. to care for someone else i can't teach them to be polite um they have to we have to hire for that um yeah but you're right it was easy to find uh, we i i never want to really hire someone who's been a contractor now because they might be technically very very good but they can't handle a person and I can find somebody who can handle a person who's maybe got some some knowledge and the aptitude for learning I'd rather have to take that person and teach me how to do a home inspection because I can't right. I can't teach somebody care I and mean, that just has to come from them and how they were raised and brought up and, and how they live their life and I think that's once I turn that corner, we were much more successful with our hires versus going just for all the technical.
0: Right. And is there something in the interview, like interview questions, or is it more about background um that you look to?
1: Well, we and we defined our core values, you know, obviously their 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 mind as well. You know, you know, lead with care, help first, be accountable for results, you know grow, thrive, or die, and then have fun. And, and we kind of were hiring somebody that kind of meets those those criteria. And and I'm actually fortunate enough now that I'm the last person that they interview with. So we'll send them out on a ride along with an inspector. And the inspector is looking for somebody that's going to fit the team. Can they fit in the room? Can they fit around the table? Are they going to get along with everybody? Uh, and then You know, if he gives a thumbs up, then he goes to the next inspection and he meets another inspector and then he comes in the office and he meets with uh, uh, Diane who runs our office. So he sits with her and kind of watches how we schedule. And then if if everyone's given a thumbs up and then, then they, then he comes in and he meets with me and, and my wife, Tracy. So, and then we really just talk about his background, how he would handle situations where. You know, he wasn't really sure what to do. You know, did you do the right thing? Did you, you tell me how you've been accountable for results in other positions? We kind of talk about about those core values more than anything. And then we, we do, uh, never skip your references, people. <laughs> Call them up. There are ways to phrase questions so that you can learn about how that person behaved and how they performed in their, in their previous positions. So never never skip that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I could I could picture that would be easy, you know, to skip that, right? You see those references, okay? It's good they've got references. I'm happy, but to pick up the phone and actually call them, like what what yeah. would you ask?
1: So you're making that call. Hey, hey, listen, I've got Chuck here. He's interviewing for a home inspector position. Uh, you know, tell me how he tell me uh, you know, a couple of things we'd like to learn about Chuck before we bring him on. Is 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 can you can you tell me a situation where he was in a tough tough predicament, but he came out and did the right thing? I mean that's pretty easy to do right I'm yeah. not looking for negative stuff tell me how he, you know, uh, you know, was Chuck accountable for his results when he came to work every day if he was assigned a project could he get it done on the right time yeah I mean yeah and you know sometimes or if there was quiet and you know you, you never want to do it via email or text because then it leaves a record and that person may say well I don't want to be on a record but a phone call to say listen I'm just trying to get a feel for the guy yeah yeah you know Did he, were there any family problems? Were there, you know, how was he with his coworkers? Did he have friends at work? Things like that. I think you can learn a lot from somebody like that. And then my wife uh, can really, you know, since she's not really in the business day to day, but she certainly can read that person a lot Mm -hmm. in a different perspective than me. Um, Sometimes if the person is a spouse, um, we have met this the candidate and their spouse out for lunch, just to see how that person behaves with his wife. Does he mm-hmm. hold her chair? Does he interrupt her when he's talking? There's all these clues because if he doesn't treat his spouse with respect and and is polite, then how, he's probably not going to do that to a to a <laughs> to a client or an agent. So there's some big clues there.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. You know, <laughs> just just going to, to that point. I mean, you'd mentioned to me sort of offline that you know once you'd sort of switched your focus more to your company values that it sort of changed everything in the hiring process, not not only you know this kind of stuff, but even turnover. do you have anything you want to add on that about
1: uh, how that changed things once uh. you started focusing there? It was tremendous, and I I don't know where I learned it. I probably was listening to some podcast or read a book or something. But, but but it, we've all hired people where you have a gut feeling you just can't put your finger on it, but they're just not quite fitting, and it's a it's a it's a value mismatch. They don't match the values of you and your and your and the rest of your team, and and we've had people around for a couple of years, and it's just like ah, oh, they just don't fit, and then you start thinking about the values that we have, and it's like they just don't, they don't lead with care. Mm -hmm. I mean, They lead with ego first. So that's a big thing. So I think once we kind of define those and then they're going to be different for everybody. And I just, you know, take the, it doesn't have to be a weekend retreat, but you know, if we think about it, we all know our own values right now, what we value as a, as an individual. And if you're a business owner, those values are pretty much going to go through the company because you're the leader. And once you, once you kind of write them down, Start talking about them. What does that mean? Uh, then you start looking for people like that. It's just makes life as a business owner so much easier. Yeah, <laughs> so much easier. And uh, we have been, like I said, we we went through it. I mean, I mean, and staff in the office too. Same thing. You're interviewing those values don't change, whether you're an inspector, marketing person, somebody in the office, they're, 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 they're all the same. It just makes it a delight for me to come to work because I know I don't have to put up with a bunch of that office politics or bs going on and yeah there's always some of it because we're all people but but it's not to the extent where it's a it's it's disrupting the culture yeah
0: yeah i remember i I was down at your office uh, a few years ago it was such a vibrant you know everyone was the way seeing every everyone interact was really a beautiful thing so oh it's it's fun
1: i mean hell i gotta come to work here too i might as well make it fun right
0: (laughs) yeah exactly yeah, hey, I'm curious. So you, you know, you've mentored so many people and given advice over the years. And did you ever? How did you ever get going on your own? Did you have a mentor? Is there somebody that you look to or looked looked up to, <laughs> or uh, just you know? How did you well, do it? Well,
1: yeah, I I made a ton of mistakes with my my previous business. You know, went through bankruptcy and all that stuff. So I knew that was a big one. So I knew uh, take care of Uncle Sam first. Never make that mistake again. <laughs> And then just really just, you know, do right by people, you know, right. and take care of your employees first. They are your number one asset. Unfortunately, they don't show up on any financial report in the business, but take right. care of them and they will turn around and take care of your clients and take care of the realtors. And it's just, it, that's kind of something I I don't know where I figured I, it yeah. entered my mind a long time ago, but just take care of them. You know, we do team events, we do team dinners, uh, Thursday, we're all going out to the shooting range. So we're going to have lunch, do a little gun safety seminar. And then we're all going to throw some lead down range. So yeah. it's, just, it's just those kind of things that kind of keep the camaraderie and keep it fun for everybody. And nice. Just...
0: Well, this is a lot of great information. Um, any last
1: advice or that you want to pass on before we wrap up? Gosh, I think everyone has heard this. High or slow, take your time. Kind of define the process, and then if it's not going well, fire them fast because you're just bleeding cash. And I, everyone, you've heard, everyone has heard that who's has been in a business or owned a business. And I think I have hired fast and fired slow so many times, and it's cost me lots of money and (laughs) and and the heartache and sleepless nights and probably lost customers. But uh, you know, I think if you Think about values, get them trained, set expectations. And then they need to meet your expectations. You don't need to meet theirs. So you're, you're in charge. So, and just have fun with it. I think, um, uh, I talk to a lot of business owners out there, pillar to post people. And, you know, some of my best friends are, are, are in the network and I, and I'm, I'm always available for questions any way I can help people. So I'm, um, uh, no, I think that's, that's the power of being in the franchise. Yeah. It's appreciated by many. I know that. So, yeah,
0: that brings us to the end. Uh, thanks so much, Tom. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, you've been so helpful to so many over the years. And once again, I appreciate. I've learned a lot, uh, and I'm sure others are going to learn a lot just uh, listening uh, to this podcast. Um, and just a couple of things to wrap up. Um, if anyone has any suggestions or questions about future topics, uh, reach out to uh, Alicia Sumar. So that's going to be alicia.sumar at pluritapost.com. And uh, we'll get some more topics going. And uh, once again, thanks so much, Tom. And uh, we'll talk again soon.
1: Thank you, Chuck. My pleasure.